This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach, and for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooker. Couple bits of 2023 admin. Uh, the fact that it's now early on in 2023 means that the very end of 2022 just passed us. And we sort of glossed over it a couple of weeks ago, but I just want to linger on the podcast. The, sorry, I withdraw that, the playlist. And sorry, you can always tell you're talking with a lawyer because they just withdraw things in the middle. <laughs> and if you withdraw stuff, you're not allowed to rely on me having said it because I withdrew it. <laughs> so I don't even need to edit that out. You withdrew it so it doesn't exist. Yeah, I withdrew it. It didn't happen. Um, I was good. So. <laughs> That's going to make my job of editing a lot easier if every time you make a mistake or I make a mistake, instead of me editing it out, I just say, oh, I withdraw just what happened. Let's start back from here. You can actually say that. Like this is this is one of the great lawyer hacks. Like we don't waste all our time going back and editing shit. We just withdraw it in the conversation. <laughs> and they go, "What did you just say?" I go, mm, mm, "Can't tell you. Couldn't tell you." <laughs> so withdrawing stuff is the best. Uh, if you need a New Year's resolution, it is just bringing withdrawing into your life. It's uh, it's good. It always feels like a power move because someone will start, you know, getting wound up about what you've just said. You go, "Oh no, I'll withdraw that." You know. No, well, <laughs> you're getting all wound up about something that didn't even happen. So best of luck to you. Um, because it was the end of 2022, the playlist, of course, I meant to refer to was the IYKYK Top 40 2022. Um, this is worth lingering on for a few moments. Um, this is Shag collating together the best songs of 2022. And I know you and your mates did that as well. And you did a shit job and half the songs were from 2020. And one of them was a remix of a song you liked in high school. Um, Shag actually goes out and finds new music every week. And can I just give a firm, earnest endorsement of the playlist IYK, YK Top 40 2022. It's if you know, you know, but it's an acronym made out of it. And it's become our like driving playlist at the moment, but because our golden children aren't allowed to listen to songs with an E in the box, whenever there's a song with an E in the box, um, we need to skip before we get there. So <laughs> Girls is one of the early songs and um, uh, Bussin' We Just Skip by Young Gravy because there's lots of swearing really, really fast. But Girls by The Dare has one of the most like, boppy beats of 2022. <laughs> and we just love the first 11 seconds of that song. And we just have to quickly, quickly skip on through. <laughs> so it's a revelation. Um, the other thing about getting to the end of one year and the start of a new one is uh, you get some gifts and uh, you sort of have a little bit of leisure time that you allocate. And because I'm going on an exciting mental health journey that is not finished yet, uh, half of those gifts and half of that leisure time was spent reading shitty business books. And most of them really, really suck, Shag. I'd just like to linger on a couple. Um, one of them is called Stretch by Scott Sonnenshine that I just fucking left a third of the way through. And basically the whole point of Stretch is like, it's like, just stretch. Just, you know, just try to get more out of stuff. <laughs> 
That's the worst advice. That's the worst possible advice. Here's an anecdote from a business with the CEO who, you know, uh, always bought his shoes from Target and saved heaps of money and that money-saving approach went through the business. And in 1987, they sold heaps of screwdrivers. It was amazing. So just stretch stretch stuff out, you guys. <laughs> it's the best. So that's gone. Um, the other one was Ruth Gottian's The Success Factor, which um, I feel for them in writing that book because all they're doing is collating anecdotes told to them by successful people, and so Olympic athletes and whoever. And she interviews people who just say stupid shit and she just accepts it on face value. They just accept it on face value. One of them is a lawyer who's like, oh, I tend to run 15 moot cases of any case before I do it. And it's that sort of preparation that means I win. So that's running 15 of the same case (laughs) in a joke made up way beforehand, which I'm certain has never happened and never will happen. It's the dumbest thing. Could you imagine imagine if we did rehearsal spookers? Like what the fuck would our podcast sound like? Imagine that. Like, again, not to linger on what perfectionism actually is. It's the enemy of productivity. Like, you have to actually do stuff. Mm. If you're a lawyer, you do actually have to go to court. You can't just sit around and be like, "Mm, what if the judge says something mean? Like, you have to go there and find out what happens. Spooko episodes 100 (laughs) to now ran because Spooko's episode 0 to 99 walked. Yep, exactly. Man, the helicopter phase of 200... On to infinity is going to be <laughs> it's going to be wild. There are going to be a couple of two and a half episodes, two and a half hour episodes in there. I can just feel that you, you know somewhere episode two hundred and thirteen. It's going to be a two and a half hour banger. It's going to be great. But the real reason I want to be dismissive of um, Ruth Gottian's book is that you know there are three things or four things that set out sort of successful uh, working uh, careers, and one of the most important is love your job. So if you're fucking up, shag. Sadly, you're just not loving your job enough. You really, <laughs> you really need to pull your socks up. So it's been a bizarre series uh, of reading and it brought me to a novel. But Shag, I've just been talking at you for a long time. How are you feeling in the new year? I, like, I've got a little novel I'll tell you about. I might tell you now, I might tell you another time. How are you feeling? Well, look, I'm feeling pretty good, but you know, I am mm. keen to hear because you bring a lot of wisdom to this pod. Mm. Is there anything from those books that... You pay out but secretly love and secretly learn a lot from that you could apply to Spooko in 2023. They give me a big sense of superiority. So they're a real confidence <laughs> boost. So it's seeing someone. So this is how I got into Australian hip hop was listening to a lot of Australian rappers and being like, you fucking stink. Like, I'm so much better than you. <laughs> and that's really handy. So reading all these business books, I'm like, God, you suck. Like you suck. And you sort of yell at it that way. But I did learn a more important lesson that was about horror films, Shag, with some of my reading. Um, I read The Power by Naomi. Don't edit this out. I'm going to withdraw this gap where it sounds like I'm thinking. And any filler (laughs) time I'm using now is also withdrawn. So I'm withdrawing any delay. (laughs) This is all withdrawn. So I was going to say Alderton. Naomi Alderman. And to me, it gave the priceless lesson for how Spooko Studios is going to make a perfect horror film. Or maybe how Spooko Publishing is going to publish the perfect uh, horror zine. Perhaps we'll start off with just a nice horror zine with a couple of horror short stories thrown in just to get our uh, media distribution uh, halo earned. We start with a fundamental premise. Like a Freddy Krueger, what if a guy can kill you in your dreams? Like a fine. Here, the power is about um, what if female identifying and female presenting people had a power that allowed them to give an electrical charge that could cause pain or kill physically um, any other 
person, any other human being? And what if this power was to all of a sudden, um, you know, arise, arise from nowhere? What are the immediate changes that would happen to society, right? So what you have there is a great premise. You're like, hey, what if fucking the guy kills you in your dreams? What if it's Jigsaw and Jigsaw's actually, you know, asleep in the room but there's a poison cigarette or whatever, who gives a shit? <laughs> um, you, you know, what if the power exists? And so that's three-quarters of the work done for horror. But what 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 the power, what Alderson did in, the, in this was to show um, the real triumph that we only occasionally scratch the surface of with horror and that we definitely will when we get to doing some spooko works, which is... Firstly, you come up with your great little premise, your great little hook, your great little tell the movie's plot in a tweet or whatever your fabulous advice is, but then you've got to do it. You know, then you have to actually tell the story. And so when we get to um, name of film that I've now forgotten, that's one of the leading films of 2022 that we spoke about a week or two ago, and we have our Airbnb job oh, interview Barbarian. in Detroit, Barbarian, Barbarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, great concept, and then it just sort of poofs out of like, oh, fuck, we've got our great setup, and now we need to figure out how we're getting out of this. Um, that is a syndrome that we bump into in horror more than anything else, and I've never seen it more artfully avoided than the power. So if you're looking for something to read, and it's not horror, and it's not a shit business book that you want to feel superior to, uh, then the power. Well, speaking of those questions that horror films poses, today's... Mm answers the question, what if your endless politeness, your endless sort of bourgeois middle-class politeness and mm. accommodation of people who are slightly rude uh, ended in your downfall? Which I think is a really interesting question for horror to pose. <laughs> but before we get there, Peach, I want to make a few withdrawals of my own because yes. I, I did what I do, you know, for mm. my sort of self-care over the break, which is watch more horror films. <laughs> and, and, and part of that was going, you know, because the, mm. it's, it's a dry time for most art, really, you know, games, mm. music, film, a lot just doesn't really get released over the sort of last weeks of December and first weeks of January. There's good cricket content coming out, so I think you can keep an eye, keep an eye out for that. It's cricket <laughs> yeah. You get me over my fear of cricket. <laughs> But, but I, I went over a whole bunch of best of 22 lists and somehow covering, you know, something like 50 plus films mm. in 2022, we missed a couple of gems that could easily squeeze their way into my slash our top five of 22. So over the next couple of weeks, I just want to share yep. two films that I think are Easy contenders for the best horror films of 2022. The first, which we're going to cover this week, is a psychological horror that I think it, it's it, it's like a it's like a joint Dutch. Na- hang on, hang on. It's 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 from it's from the sort of eastern northern European countries. I'm with you, yeah. And it's simply called Speak No Evil. I mean, sorry, but also, like, how has there never been a film called Speak Them? <laughs> I want a toast to Italy, of course, to the food, of course, and to love. Oh, to love. love. To Salute. Dear Louise, Björn and Agnes, how are you? We were just talking the other day how nice it was spending time with you this summer. We would love to invite you to come to visit us. 
for the mess. It's gonna get much worse. Come on. <laughs> He's been cooking all day. He's making wild boar. This is for you. I'm a vegetarian. I insist. Hi, Abel. Abel has some difficulty speaking. He has what you call congenital aglossia. Meaning, basically, he's born without a tongue. Hey, Abel! He's only a child, for Christ's sake. You can't talk to him that way. What is wrong with you? We have a situation here. Someone left without saying goodbye. So many things have felt so wrong. Because we do things differently. Why are you doing this? No one's forcing you to stay. But I really hope you do, because today is gonna be a great day. Ugh, Shag, this looks pretty sick. <laughs> this looks pretty sick. Trailers are the best genre of any art form. I am down for Speak No Evil. I would usually say trailers are the best art form, but in this case, mm. Maybe Wikipedia synopsises have the edge. Sick. Because the ending of this film is just, it's going to really fuck you up. And that's intentional because when I was thinking about what film to talk about today, we've had a little bit of a break. Yep. Like we've been releasing an episode every week because like fuck taking time off. Yeah. <laughs> but so, Self-care is weakness. I think self-respect <laughs> is weakness is one, of the, is one of the lessons of this film I think we're going to learn. But but we're properly back into the Spooko mm. flow this week. And I kind of set myself a mini mission that I wanted to share a movie that would upset you. <laughs> I think I, like this this looks like a strong contender. I, I'm It's yeah. really upsetting. And one thing I'm gonna do this year, uh, mm. because I think it's really important for you and you listening, is mm, is it Pilates? Because I do <laughs> recommend. <laughs> but but whenever I share a film like this, I want you to know. Mm that this is part of the feel bad club like this film <laughs> this film will make you feel bad i feel bad thinking about this film i feel bad telling people about this film as a friend i feel bad letting you know about it but as a podcast this host is, i feel very excited about letting you know about this it. this is why i don't watch I it's bad it feels bad to feel bad <laughs> well, no it feels really good to feel bad this oh if if you oh. like being disturbed Oh, you are going to enjoy But today. I like feeling good, <laughs> This is why I want to do romantic comedy at some stage. All right. Okay. So let's get into this. Mm. So this is Speak No Evil, mm. a 2022 psychological horror film. Psychological because I'm just going to let you know from the beginning there's no, no ghosts. ghosts or anything. Got it. That doesn't fuck with the disturbingness at all. <sighs> interesting, interesting part of this film is that it features two couples one of the couples is Dutch and one of the couples is Danish. Mm. And because obviously both those nationalities speak different languages at home, but English is pretty much a shared language. This film mm. is mostly in English, even though it's not necessarily in English and or American or a British production, but it's mostly mm. in English because these two couples, when they speak together, speak in English, which is such an interesting dynamic because you have two different couples who can both speak quietly to each other but also can communicate together. Oh, fucking hell, Shag. I don't like this. Oh, it's 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 only going to get worse. Okay. So, so all right. So let's begin <laughs> this. This is Speak No Evil. <laughs> Welcome to Feel Bad Club 2023. All right. Okay. So during their vacation in Tuscany, Bjorn and Louise 
a Danish couple. Hang on, give me one mm. sec. Björn and Louise, a Danish couple, and their daughter Agnes meet Patrick and Karen, a Dutch couple, and their son Abel, who they claim suffers from congenital aglossia, which they explain means he was born without a tongue, so he can't speak. And from the beginning, there is something off about Abel. He is very quiet. Like, he's a very spooky kid. From the beginning, anytime he's on screen, there's discordant violins underneath to let us know that there's something that not feels quite right about Abel. pretty ableist, though, to me. It feels like the Bond villain who's like, I've got a facial scar, Mr. Bond. <laughs> shit. Mm. Every Bond villain has a facial scar. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit uglier than you. Yeah. <laughs> is There was never a Bond villain who was, like, hotter no. than Bond. Which, which is Sean why... Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Oh, okay. But I guess Golden that's Eye. kind of why I kind of love the Nolan Batman trilogy because all the supervillains were like hotter than Batman. Like you had Liam Neeson in his like suave era. Then you yes. had like um, R.I.P. Heath. And it was you know, Heath, Heath is sexy. Is it a so, sexy oh my God, It's Heath. It's fucking Heath. Like he could do anything. Yeah, and then fair. you have, you know, um, uh, who's our boy? Um, our, uh, Ed Hardy. Tom Hardy. We have motherfucking Tom Hardy. But he's in his back acne era then. Yeah. It's not a perfect point. But anyway. I'm, that looks, but I'm having fun talking about it. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, so, so they meet them on this holiday. And mm. from the beginning... There's this element of Patrick and Karen basically like doing what they want and Bjorn and Louise kind of letting them do it. I think there's, there's, there's something where Patrick's basically like, I'm going to take this chair, even though Bjorn totally had dibs on this poolside chair, but he kind of just lets him do it. Like they set the tone from the beginning Whoa. that Bjorn and Louise are, are super polite. Like, I don't know if this is a comment about like the Danes and the Dutch. Like, I don't understand those cultures well enough to say, mm. but... From the beginning, Bjorn and Louise are very accommodating to Patrick and Karen, whose behavior just subtly escalates over the course of the film. Anyway, so a few weeks later, after the holiday, Bjorn and Louise receive an invitation from the Dutch couple to visit their remote rural house in the Netherlands, which even though both of them are like, we didn't really enjoy hanging out with them, and gosh, it sounds like a pretty full-on thing to just meet this couple and then go stay with them. But they just accept. They just decide to go anyway. After eight hours of driving, the family arrives at their destination. And even though the Dutch couple knew that Bjorn and Louise, uh, or at least Louise, was vegetarian, as soon as they get in, they announce that they've been cooking wild boar and they ask her to try some. Like, from the beginning, they're just like, we do not take into account any of your feelings or predispositions. It's really weird. So just like bullying, there's like, come over here and we're going to do some mm. bullying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. During the first two days, Louise feels uncomfortable about the host's passive aggressive behaviors, such as Patrick's ignorance about her vegetarianism and his abusive behavior towards Abel or Karen swearing. So yeah, so they're really rough on Abel. Like there's this one scene. Abel's their kid, not the Abel's, guest. Abel's their kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And okay. there's, and remember, he doesn't have the tongue. And uh, so this child is called uh, this child who is disabled is called Abel. Yeah, but like Abel, Abel, like I, I know, I, but yeah. I, like I find this a bit grotty. <laughs> it's I must not say, Avatar. Child. It's not unobtainium. It's like... not unobtainium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so mm. the hosts invite their guests out for dinner, but Louise is concerned because the children are not coming, 
and have to stay with Abel's babysitter, Muhajid. And what's mm. really funny about this is it's one of those things where they've got Agnes ready to go out, but then the babysitter shows up and the Dutch couple are like, oh, no, 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 kids are staying home with the babysitter. And like, uh, as yeah, a parent, like, straight away, no, you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, fucking no. but they just, they're like, cool. Okay. We'll just, we'll just go out. <sighs> they drive in the same car together. I'm, I'm getting real victim blamey about this shag, I must say. Well, when you get to the end, you yeah. won't, but yeah. Okay. The, like, this is the, the other side of the coin of Fassbender to me, of like, everyone's pretty nice. Surely this will end up okay. <laughs> it's kind of like that, right? Mm. But it is like that. It's, that. it's that middle class of, like, we don't have to be on our guard because no one's yeah. ever really going to, like, yep. no, no one's staking us out. No yep. one's going to prey on us. Yeah, completely agree. So they go out to dinner. The dinner's fucking awkward. Patrick challenges Louise's vegetarianism. And it's basically like you're full of shit for thinking that your vegetarian does anything for the world, which Bjorn just sits there and is like, mm-hmm, oh, it's pretty awkward. Better not say anything. <laughs> maybe they're in the feel bad club. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe they love like, bad experiences. <laughs> they are in the feel bad club. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So Dutch couple get drunk at, 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 at Dinner, oh, they can't drive. They drive yeah, well, well, wait, wait, wait. So they get drunk, they make out on the dance floor, and then they drive home under the influence, playing music way too loud, upsetting Louise, who's like, can you turn the music off? But they just won't turn the music off. Like, so many fucking red flags. Yeah. And then things just keep escalating. So she's having a shower, and she hears him enter the bathroom, take a piss, and leave. Later on... They're having sex and she notices him watching from a window. And then while they're having sex, meanwhile, uh, before she notices him them being watched, Agnes uh, calls out to them, but they're like, you know what, fuck it, let's just finish our sex. Uh, so Louise finds Agnes sleeping on the bed next to the couple who are totally naked. So she wakes her husband and is like, um, I've now had enough. This is all too much. We're leaving right now. And the family leaves only to get like 15 minutes down the road to realize that Agnes has left her rabbit doll, Ninus. And they're kind of like, we should just keep going. But they don't and they turn around again. Back at the house, they are confronted about their sudden departure by the hosts who now act disappointed and hurt. Bjorn fails to be blunt so Louise briefly expresses the things that made her uncomfortable. <laughs> Bjorn Bjorn's sucks, like, yeah, right? Fair enough. We shouldn't yeah. really have left. Because Bjorn's like, oh, I'm so sorry for hurting your feelings. <laughs> Karen God. apologizes, but challenges her on why Agnes must sleep in their bed in the first place. They eventually convince their guests to stay. The women work in the yard while the men buy groceries. On their way back, Bjorn and Patrick bond as the former attempts to explain how he often suppresses his emotions, compromising his true self. Patrick takes him to a beach where they practice screaming therapy, basically just trying to let out all of their like pent up aggression and emotion. Oh God, this is like the worst holiday ever. Oh no, but Bjorn's like, this is awesome. And Bjorn gets a bit of a man crush on Patrick because he's like, I want to be. Oh, I hate Bjorn so much. Oh, he's the worst. Later. Bjorn's the villain in this thing. Later, when Louise cuts her finger in the kitchen, the couple discover... Oh, yeah, so Patrick earlier on is like, I'm a doctor. (laughs) The couple discover that Patrick lied about being a doctor and is actually (laughs) unemployed. And he's like, oh, I just said that because I was insecure. (laughs) 
after the dinner, the children who'd been uh, playing together perform a dance, like a TikTok dance or whatever that they'd practice together. But because Abel keeps fucking up the moves, Patrick stops the song and abusively like criticizes Abel for his mistakes and throws a glass towards him, which results in Bjorn arguing with him. And the couple are like, you can't tell us how to treat our children. And and Bjorn's like, I can when it's wrong. So Bjorn Bjorn finally fires up. Anyway. Yeah, like he he doesn't fire up when his wife's being bullied. No. He doesn't fire up when his child's being put at risk. Yeah. Fucking good on you, Bjorn. That night, Bjorn... Well, I guess, yeah, anyway. Yes, I go, yeah. Discovers a cabin behind the house and finds a collection. Oh, I should Mm. explain, right? So... Bjorn sort of wakes up in the middle of the night, hears the television on at full volume and goes out to the living room. No one's there. So turns off the television, then hears something outside. So he goes outside, discovers a cabin behind the house and inside finds a collection of empty luggage and cameras uh, inside. Amidst the collection, he also discovers numerous photographs on the wall depicting Patrick and Karen with other couples that all have young children on holidays, suggesting the Dutch couple's pattern of deceiving families in order. Okay, so I'm 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 going to. Is this spoiling? I'm going to get the ending a little early. This is well, no, no. This this is what they okay. do, right? So he he just finds all these photos mm. of Patrick and Karen with other families, and all of these families have young children. Mm. Like he finds heaps of photos as along with the luggage, and he's like, something's wrong. On his way out. He discovers Abel's body drowned in the pool. Do they? Oh, Shag, Shag, have I have I picked the twist? Yeah. Is the child? Is each child a new child who they remove the tongue from? So they're going to like abduct Agnes. That that is it. Okay. That is it. So their pattern is they deceive families in order to murder them, abduct their child, cut off the child's tongue, and use the mute child to d- repeat the cycle. Which I'm like. <laughs> Is one of the more disturbing twists I've heard in a while. But the film doesn't end. <laughs> Bjorn's like, oof, that's pretty intense. Anyway, <laughs> we should probably leave early. It's, it's also pretty wild that it used to be that you just didn't harm kids in yeah, horror films. Yeah. And I think since Hereditary, the trend has been kids are fair game. I, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I guess it is horrific. Well, it's in it's in Chuck Hoodery, so <laughs> I guess I get you can't feel too bad about it. It's in the first draft of Charcuterie. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Bjorn's like, we have to get out of here hmm. now. Grabs the family, successfully escapes, but crucially fails to tell his wife about the discovery. After their car breaks crucially. down. Bjorn is forced to leave and search for help in the vicinity, but returns to find his family trapped inside Patrick's car because Louise, being like, we need help, calls Patrick and Karen to be like, come and get us. We've uh, Look, I don't love a victim blamey film and I don't really want to go there. Yeah, okay. But sorry, what you said was crucially Bjorn hadn't said they're murderers, but yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Now. What's crucial mm. here is that obviously Patrick and Karen have Louise and Agnes mm. in the car. Bjorn knows, but his family doesn't know because they've called. And Patrick's basically like, just do whatever I say and you'll get out of this. And so he gets in the car 
and they go for a drive. When Louise eventually becomes suspicious, she is ordered by Patrick, who now beats Bjorn into submission, to remain silent. As he stops the car, Muhajid arrives and holds down Louise while Karen cuts off Agnes's tongue. Muhajid leaves with Agnes and her parents are taken further to a deserted road. Before the Danish couple are asked to get undressed, Bjorn asks them why are they doing this to him. This is the moment. This is the feel-bad moment. This is the moment that's going to get stuck in your head. He's like, why are you doing this to us? To which Patrick calmly replies, as if it's the most obvious answer in the world, because you let me. Bjorn and Louise, now naked, are asked to get into a ditch where they are subsequently stoned to death by the couple. Sometime later, a mute Agnes is forcibly playing the role of the Dutch couple's daughter as we see a, I guess, a montage of just happy families and young kids ending with this family at, uh, I'm guessing, a Tuscan sort of outdoor setting having, having lunch in the sun as the camera slowly goes closer behind this boy who we assume is able pre-kidnapping. And that's the end of Speak No Evil. Oh, that's really upsetting. Fuck, that does make me feel really bad. but how like i mean like at the end of the day the template holds it's like what if this what if that like what if your politeness was the end of you and your whole world and everything you held dear this is why this is why i haven't missed uh, like this is why uh, i've thrown these so i've thrown these shitty business books away this is why i haven't missed a pilates booking as yet you've got to look after yourself you've got to look after <laughs> your poor vegetarian spouse who's being forced to eat wild boar uh, things taken to their logical extension i think is one uh, way of describing horror no no sorry things taken beyond their logical extension is probably where the horrific kicks in. Like, what if you were so something mm. that something? And I think you're exactly right. This explores that. What if there was an extreme version of something that sort of exists? Shaka, I think this might this might crack the top five. I, I feel pretty bad. It's it's pretty like in terms of feel bad club. This is number one. Uh, in terms of top five of uh, of 2022, I think it's up there. I, I must ask though. Eden mm. Lake Peach, who no. who confronts people on in the choir carriage, who tells mm. people to turn their music down. I feel like mm. you in this film would have no problem. I'd love to be. I'd love to be in this film. <laughs> 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 I was actually like fantasizing about that a fair bit. I'm like, <laughs> it's like eight hours away. Oh, fuck you, champ. <laughs> Yeah, serve me some wild boar, though. That's how uh, This was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe, and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up?